This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The first week of sign-up for the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program is behind us. Enrollment in the program that will provide $16 billion in direct payments to producers began on Tuesday. American Farm Bureau President Zippy Duval says they're watching to see how the program responds to the financial hit of the coronavirus. Uh, before they even rolled it out, the secretary uh, personally told me that, hey, you know, you just monitor your farmers. Uh, if we find holes in this program, we'll try to find a way to fix, fill those holes up because they know that they're going to miss something somewhere. But there's a lot of questions as to how it fits each individual operation. Uh, and, of course, there's, there are some holes we've already discovered. There's nothing in there for a poultry producer or contract poultry producer. And we're hoping to push forward in the next package to get something for that. He says the sign-up has presented a few hurdles. Then there's some uh, difficulty for uh, farmers that's never done uh, business with the FSA of getting in and signing up, not having any history there, not knowing how to do it. Offices being closed, having to do it by phone and on computer. So there are some difficulties there. And then I think, too, there's some staffing uh, lack of staffing across the country, in particular areas of the country. And, and I know USDN knows that and been trying to fix that and just been difficult to fix those spots. But, uh, but those are the main things. But more questions at this point than really problems. To hear more from Duval, including his thoughts on what agriculture will be looking for in future coronavirus aid bills, check out our Washington Week in Review on agripulse.com. The agriculture industry has Section 199A on its mind once again. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. Farmer cooperatives say a proposed Department of Treasury rule that changes Section 199A tax deductions could limit how co-ops conduct future business. National Council of Farmer Cooperatives President Chuck Connor says the proposed tax rule would essentially raise taxes on co-op members. It's clearly taking something away that we had. And as you know, this is a deduction that does more often than not get passed through to the farmer. So if that deduction be getting passed through the farmer is smaller than what it has been for the last several years, it's going to be a tax hit on farmers. He says the problem stems from when Congress fixed the so-called grain glitch in the 2017 tax law. The proposed rule limits the Section 199A deduction to patronage income, which is the business co-ops do with their own members. Under the old law, co-ops claimed a deduction for both patronage and non-patronage business. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. We may be seeing the first test of the Trump administration's executive order on meatpacking plants. The order, signed in April, calls on meatpacking plants to remain open as part of the nation's critical infrastructure. It also authorizes Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue to take all appropriate action under the Defense Production Act to ensure facilities continue their operations under guidance issued by the Centers for Disease Control and the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Speaking Thursday at a press conference in Nebraska, USDA Marketing and Regulatory Programs Undersecretary Greg Ibos says they feel confident those guidelines will stop the spread of the coronavirus in meatpacking plants. We feel now, and many epidemiologists that have viewed these, feel that the likelihood of community spread in a processing plant today is uh, virtually nil. 
and definitely no greater than what you would have out in your uh, in the normal community and going to the grocery store. But a Tyson facility in Storm Lake, Iowa will halt operations after positive tests of 555 of its 2,500 employees. It is currently unclear if the disease spread among its workers through contact at work or in the community. IBOB pointed to higher levels of testing among plant workers as part of the reason for more positives. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by America's Crop Insurance Industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Providing individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland, crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.